everyone. Welcome to the Mountain More Podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Adam for a special star-spangled edition of the Mouse and More Podcast. How are you, Adam? Uh, happy 4th of July, Tony. How are you? That's right. Happy 4th of July to all of our listeners, and happy birthday, America. How old is America? America was founded in 1776, and uh, hold on, i got to break out the calculator. She would be 246 this year, if my math is correct. So we're getting to a big 250 very soon, huh? We are. We are. And I'll tell you, she doesn't look a day over 237. <laughs> She's it is funny. Good. It is funny when you consider like how old some of these other countries are. Like yes. Great Britain and, you know, I guess France. Although like a lot of these, a lot of these countries they've had, you know, they're sort of similar, but they've gone through regime changes and constitutional crises and such. So it's. Yes, we're still know. relatively the young kid on the block yeah. as far as things go. But uh, we're not here to talk about our country today. We're here to talk about <laughs> Disney and how Disney <laughs> celebrates our country um, because it is the 4th of July weekend. And we wanted to talk about how Disney celebrates the 4th, uh, what patriotic events happen at Disney and how you can celebrate America while you're in the parks. Uh, and did you know that when Disneyland opened in 1955, there was actually a military band uh, that performed as part of the opening ceremonies, and that was on July 17th of 1955, and it was a Marine band. And ever since then, Disney has uh, taken the opportunity to include uh, the military uh, and military local military bands in their events in California. So we'll shoot over to the Disneyland Resort and uh, let you know that this weekend for the 4th of July, the Connecticut Army National Guard 40th Infantry Division Band uh, from Los Alamitos, California, and the 1st Division Marine Band from Camp Pendleton in San Diego are performing at the resort this year. Uh, they're going to be at both uh, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Parks from July 2nd through July 4th. And they have a wide variety of uh, musical styles that are played. The Air National Guard Band has a uh, rock band. They have a marching band. Uh, and the Marine Band has a popular music music group, a brass band, and a ceremonial band. So they are performing at places like the Hollywood Backlot Stage in California Adventure. They are performing at the Town Square train station in Disneyland. They are performing at Paradise Gardens Bandstand, as well as the Avengers Campus. And both of those are in Disney's California Adventure. So if you're out in California, hopefully you had an opportunity to check out uh, what our service members are doing in the band out there. So there is that going on. And of course, Captain America, both versions are in Avengers Campus. Yeah, does it get any more patriotic than Captain America? I don't think it does. I think not. And uh, how are they performing uh, for the 4th of July out in Florida? Well, they don't have any military bands, uh, but for the first time since 2019, the 4th of July fireworks are returning to the Magic Kingdom. And that is Disney's Celebrate America, a 4th of July concert in the sky. And that was performed on both July 3rd and July 4th. Um, that is a fireworks show that replaces Disney's uh, Enchantment. Uh, so you do not get Enchantment on those evening, evenings, but you do get the 4th of July fireworks. And if you're over in Epcot, you get to see the new Points of Light red, white, and blue patriotic display on Spaceship Earth, uh, which is actually very cool. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any pictures of it, Adam, or if you got to see it. I don't know if they had it this weekend, this past weekend while you were down there. I did not see it in person. I've seen pictures. Okay. Um, it looks kind of like 
the Pepsi logo. <laughs> it does. It does. I mean, what are you going to do? Pepsi's logo is red, white, and blue in a wavy type pattern on a, on a ball. So, I mean, it's going to happen. It's just kind right. of funny how that worked out. Right. And uh, if you are in Epcot, after the evening performance of Harmonious on July 4th, there is a special fireworks, The Heartbeat of Freedom. And that is going to follow Harmonious after the 9 p.m. show. So those are the special ways uh, that Disney celebrates. And of course, what would a celebration be without special food? There are a ton of food offerings that are available for the 4th of July, uh, from the 4th of July fruit tart at the Contempo Cafe to the Star Spangled Stuff at the Red Rose Tavern. Uh, there's berry <laughs> shortcakes. There's a Chicago dog at Casey's Corner. Uh, there's a red velvet ice cream cookie sandwich. And those are available around the park, a, a delicious uh, sampling of red, white, and blue goodies. Um, and, of course, there's Fourth of July merchandise, so you will see Mickey and family, uh, you know, uh, emblazoned with flags and red, white, and blue logos. So never never one to turn down a marketing opportunity it is Disney. No, no, not at all, um, especially when they can put something funny on a cupcake and uh, get you for it. So that that is true. Now, if, if your listeners ears are very good, you can actually hear fireworks uh, in the background at Adam's house. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you're lighting them off or if those are your neighbors, but please thank them for the fireworks performance. Uh, no, it's not me. It's neighbors. Yesterday, a different neighbor did fireworks and I could watch them from my living room in the chair. It was nice. Nice. So, Adam, I've gone through and pretty much uh, let our listeners know what's going on this year for Fourth of July. But what are ways that you can celebrate America on pretty much a daily basis in the parks? So every day at 5 p.m., Disneyland and Magic Kingdom Park have the flag retreat. They are slightly different on each coast, but mostly there is a military guest that is asked to participate in the lowering of the flag ceremony. And they are I believe they are given the flag. At least the way that the person's holding it, it seems like they get to keep it. Although when I was reading about it, it's unsure if they actually get to keep the flag or not. It'd be nice if they do get to keep the flag. I know that the flag that was flying over Magic Kingdom when it opened in 1971 was a flag given to Disney by President Nixon. That was a flag that flew over the White House. So whoever got that one, that's a pretty cool gift. I know Disneyland, they play the Armed Forces medley. Uh, That's the song that they combine all five military anthems. Is that what they're called? Theme songs? Anthem sounds a lot better than theme songs. (laughs) Theme song makes it sound like a cheesy 70s uh, sitcom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So when they do that, then they invite other whoever else is watching that is a military member to come up when they hear their song. When I saw Magic Kingdoms a couple weeks ago, they did not do that. They just had the service member and their family come up and uh, receive the flag, and then they get to walk in a little processional. Um, They do include the band, whether it's a Disneyland band or the Magic Kingdom band, and the Dapper Dans lead the ceremonies. They play the Star Spangled Banner and the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, It's a nice ceremony. It's like 20 minutes. Do it at 5 o'clock, I think, because during, you know, winter, spring, and fall, that's when it gets dusk. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to take the flag on before nightfall. In the summertime, it kind of stinks because the sun is still out till like eight, eight thirty. So the five o'clock kind of like runs in a kind of like an early time. But okay. I guess they choose not to change it. All right, and Adam, I will let you know that officially it is known as the Armed Forces Medley or the Armed Forces Salute, and they are the uh-huh. official 
the official march pasts or songs of the six services. Space Force does not yet have their official song, but uh, the songs are in order of appearance. Semper Paratus, uh, the U.S. Space Force March, which would be funny if they just substituted the Imperial March for that. <laughs> uh, the U.S. Air Force, Anchors Away, the Marines Hymn, and the Army Goes Rolling Along. I cry every time when they do that, because... Um... Then you, whenever you're at a ceremony where they play that, then, then people stand up when they hear their song. Tony, you, of course, were a Navy man. Yes. And I'm sure you've participated in that before. Have you actually seen the flag retreat? Have you done that? Have you been there? I have not been there for the flag retreat. Well, I think, you know, especially since you went to Annapolis, I think you should try to get there at some point. I will make it a point on my next trip. My guess is to if you want to participate in the ceremony as getting the flag, you got to go to guest services. You might want to try that the day before, to be quite honest, because maybe they already lined that up. I couldn't find anywhere on the Disney website that said how, how you actually can be that official person. Right. I think it's kind of like being the family of the day where, you know, you kind of like, you know, it's a thing, but you're just not sure, like, how to get chosen or how to sign up for it. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good thing. I like that. And that doesn't go down with reefer or anything that's always happening. Uh, Disneyland, of course, has great moments with Mr. Lincoln. That's been there since July 18th, 1965. Now, most of us know that that started as a attraction for the World's Fair at 64-65, which was at the State of Illinois Pavilion. But what people don't realize, and I didn't realize this until I read about it recently, is that they made two Lincolns, and in July of 65, they installed one of them in Disneyland, and they kept the other one in New York for the World's Fair. So in 65, for the second half of it, there were two Lincoln shows playing on each coast. Oh, who knew? Yeah. It has had many changes since 1964. Uh, recently, they've given Lincoln a brand new figure. He is an electronic audio animatronic figure. He's not an old hydraulic anymore so he's fairly updated i still think my favorite lincoln animatronic figure story is one of the first times they debuted it the hydraulic fluid leaked and the hydro hydraulic fluid happened to be red and if i recall correctly some people thought that they were reenacting lincoln being assassinated at ford's theater that was i believe at the world's fair when they were still working on it or not i shouldn't say still working on it when they had debuted it had that problem i guess that's something nobody thought would happen until it actually happens i wonder if they died or got different hydraulic fluid color fluid after that that i don't know i don't know i don't know it's a 15 minute long show seated theater it's at the main street opera house in disneyland when you're walking in it'd be on the right hand side they always have displays in the lobby that rotate they recently had a haunted mansion display they've had like mary poppins displays whenever they have a new movie coming out they'll throw some things in there too and it's a really nice spot it's a nice it's a nice show and uh i mean it's you know it's essentially an original and i you know it's definitely worth checking out it contains two songs two brothers and golden dream that are in epcot's american adventure attraction as well okay so that is great moments with Mr. Lincoln. And in the Magic Kingdom, they sort of plussed that up with the Hall of Presidents. That's an opening day attraction, October 1st, 1971. 
It was originally intended for an unbuilt Liberty Street in Disneyland. Disneyland in the early 60s, they wanted to expand Main Street to the east and build a Liberty Street and an Edison Square. And they were going to have different like uh, periods of America. And Liberty Street, of course, would have been more of a revolutionary time period, similar to what we have now in Liberty Square. And they were going to have an attraction called One Nation Under God. And it did not happen, but when they were building and planning Magic Kingdom, they decided to make Liberty Square and include Hall of Presidents. Uh, The original attraction lasted from 71 to 1993, with the only changes being when they got a new president, they would just add the president's audio animatronic figure and narration. But since 1993, Bill Clinton, the sitting president, has had a speaking role, and they have also updated the tone and the corresponding videos to uh, each time that they update the attraction. And um, Blaine Gibson is a Disney legend. He sculpted every head until George W. Bush. And he, of course, designed the Walt and Mickey partner statue. Okay. So he's a uh, legend when it comes to sculpting that made most of the president's heads. All right. You want to know a little interesting fact about the uh, Hall of Presidents? Mm-hmm. Each president uh, on the table behind them has uh, some items that are uh, of significance to that president. So if you look at Joe Biden, the table has uh, peach blossoms that represents his home state of Delaware. And there's a pair of aviator glasses next to him because he has a little thing for sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, he does like the aviators. He does. I mean, you know, you guys know me. I like old things. I do like this attraction more than just because it's a cool place for AC. The video is very good. You have speaking roles from uh, Lincoln, from George Washington, and it's supposed to celebrate the idea of a president. And that's really what Walt was um, thinking of when he thought of this way back when for Liberty Street in Disneyland. And then, of course, the Hall of Presidents is in Liberty Square, which is supposed to represent America progression of time and space from the 1700s through the 1800s up until Frontierland. And each 13 original colonies architecture is represented in the different buildings in Liberty Square. So, for instance, the building that the Hall of Presidents is in is a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania style building. The Haunted Mansion is a Sleepy Hollow, New York style building. And then, of course, you know, you've got the uh, the riverboat, Haunted Mansion in there, the Christmas shop. So there's a lot of good things in uh, Liberty Square. There is. And I believe the Hall of Presidents is the only place that the presidential seal uh, can be displayed without having the president there. You know what? I think I, I think they've said that before in the lobby. Now that you say that mm-hmm. they have a fence around it so you can't actually step on it in the middle of the lobby there. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it actually it actually took an act of Congress to get uh, to get that approved. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. So speaking of acts of Congress in Epcot, there is the American Adventure, which is the name of the pavilion and also the show that is inside the pavilion. The uh, building is a colonial style. And as you go into the building and into the theater, you go up escalators. The escalators above have different flags that represent the different it's kind of hard to explain different territories countries that occupied u.s territory 
up until we have our own current flag. So you'll see like, for example, because I was on this recently, you'll see a flag for the state of California. And I believe that's because California was like kind of its own territory before the United States like kind of, you know, included it. I, I might be messing that up, but they don't have just state state flags. It's it's all flags that re- that owned or were, you know, that were, you know, that covered the American territory that we have. All right. It is narrated. The show itself is narrated by Benjamin Franklin and Mark Twain, and it reviews the American history through Revolutionary War, Civil War, American industrialization in the 1870s and then the Great Depression. And then they kind of go from the Great Depression to today with a film montage that sort of like uh, shows famous Americans since World War Two. They've updated that film every so often in the first uh, they have updated it since 2018. Nothing, nothing gets people more excited than talking about the Great Depression. Yeah. <laughs> so all of the sets are audio animatronics and each act, if you will, is a separate set and it rotates from the ground. So there's a set on stage and then there's a set underneath it. And as it's done, it will lower into the ground and then go backwards and then the new set will come up from behind it i did a tour once it was uh, called backstage magic and we got to see the backstage if you will of this attraction how it works and you just you got you got to see the the rotation of the sets it's really amazing that in 1982 when this opened they were able to figure out how to do that like because the hall of presidents all of the you know presidents are standing up on stage. They don't move. The Lincoln does stand up from the chair, but they're still stationary. They're just behind a curtain. You don't see them. But these are moving sets. Okay. And they you know rotate throughout the whole um, the whole theater. So that's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, and and it is a long show if you go in there. It, it is almost thirty minutes long. So you know you're you're going to cover a lot of history. Yeah. Now they have updated the video. I don't want to get too political here, but they have Elon Musk in there who is not an American. He's South African. That's kind of weird that they would include him. They have some like some recent people like LeBron James, and that's fine. They have the U.S. women's gymnastics team from the Olympics of recent years. That's fine. The Elon Musk thing is kind of weird. Okay. Well, well, you know, I'll send a note to guest services and let them know you're dissatisfied. Like, it's just like he's not an American, so why are we, like, putting him in there? I know he's, like, done things in America, but uh, I don't know. And then, of course, to celebrate America, Disney wanted to build their own America. (laughs) Five miles from the Manassas Battlefield, which was the site for the first and second Battle of Bull Run in the Civil War, in Prince William County, Virginia, 35 miles west of Washington, D.C., Disney announced in November 1993 that they were going to make a America theme park, if you will. And I have a couple notes about that. They had different territories that they were going to have instead of lands. They had Crossroads USA, which represents 1800 through 1850, so pre-Civil War. They had a Native America territory from the 1600s to the 1810s, and they were going to put a Lewis and Clark Whitewater River Raft ride through there. They were going to do a President's Square area, which was going to have a either a replica or the actual Hall of Presidents from Magic Kingdom. I'm not sure if they were going to move it or build a second one. 
They had a Civil War uh, fort. If were a civil, they would have a um, Civil War area, <laughs> and they were going to do a battle on a man-made lake between two battleships <laughs> as like the nighttime spectacular. <laughs> Very interesting. They are kind of an enterprise section, 1870 to 1930. This is like the Industrial Revolution. They were going to put a Industrial Revolution roller coaster, like mine train type ride. They were going to have a replica of Ellis Island, which is more of like um, the other side of of the the Industrial Revolution when the uh, immigration was very you know much popular and the people coming to America. They were going to have a farm section, a state fair section where they were going to have a live baseball game, and the baseball players would be classic legends of baseball like representing Babe Ruth and Willie Mays and stuff like that. And they were going to also have Victory Field, which this is really interesting. Guests would have experienced what America's soldiers faced in defense of freedom during world wars, which, of course, did not happen in, in America. That happened in Europe. So I don't really know why they would include that, but that's fine. And they were going to do a type of roller coaster where you were going to be almost like in a fighter jet. Well, I guess back then they weren't fighter jets. They were biplanes. Right. Um, well, um, in World War One, yes, they were biplanes. Yeah. This park obviously did not happen. Uh, it was canceled, basically canceled September 1994, mostly because county residents and historians fought the development and uh, Disney was unable to get the necessary approvals to convert the land, which was owned by Exxon Mobil that they had purchased before they announced that they would be doing this. And they were not able to get the zoning changed over to theme parks. So they ended up not doing this. There were a couple of rides that were sort of developed for that, but then it ended up in other parks. That Lewis and Clark uh, River Raft ride most likely is the reason why we have the Grizzly River Run ride in DCA. And they were also going to do a soaring type ride in one of these lands. And it's believed that the reason why... It was believed that Soren was actually developed for Disney's America, and then they decided to put it into California Adventure. That makes sense. Well, I, I think the fun thing with this is after this park was canceled, the Knotts family had considered selling Knotts Berry Farm. And Disney was going to buy it and put a lot of these elements into the uh, Knott's Berry Farm Park. And then Knott's Berry, the, the, the Knott's Berry family uh, decided not to sell to Disney uh, because they felt that Disney would have pretty much dismantled the park that their parents had built. And uh, they sold it to the Cedar Fair Company. Uh, and Cedar Fair ended up removing more of the original features of the park than were uh, part of the Disney plans. <laughs> and some people believe that was because Knott's has a recreation of Independence Hall from Philadelphia there. And it's still there. And it would have been sort of easier to make this America park because some of the stuff was already you know, old America. And and this park also would have had been closed in the winter time because Virginia does get cold in the winter. Right. I'm not I'm not sure if this ever would have worked if it did open. I know for people like us, me and Tony, it would have been nice to be open because then it would have been a lot closer for us to go visit. It would have been. And, you know, there's nothing that says Disney couldn't have enclosed it. It would have been like expensive. A big dome. <laughs> but we know that they we know that the Main Street section on was it Tokyo Disney is enclosed. Yes. Right. So that's under that's undercover. 
yeah, it, you're you're right. It would have been interesting. It would have been nice to have a park within a six hour drive of of Connecticut, you know, the tri-state area. But uh, for whatever reason, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, and then not long after that, Disney bought land on the National National Seashore, which is uh, part of uh, the District of Columbia, because they were going to put a vacation club property there. And then that ended up getting canceled as well. So it, it's not the first Disney property uh, that has been announced and canceled. Oh, and then we'll, you know, maybe we'll have to do a show on that sometime. Now, I, also the ski resort that was canceled. Yeah, Mineral King. And that was basically because they could really only focus on Walt Disney World or that and they chose Walt Disney World. I'm sorry. And there was a the State Fair area was going to have a wooden roller coaster and that's uh, believed that California Scream and DCA was eventually developed for that. Because of course this was 1993, that is around the same time Disney was thinking about doing Westcott in the Disneyland parking lot that that did not happen and then eventually they built Disney California Adventure. And instead of developing all new stuff, they just decided, well, let's just go with the stuff we've already thought about for this park. And 1993, of course, is right after Disneyland Paris opened. And if you don't know, Disneyland Paris, although it's beautiful, was a big money loser for a long time for the company. And they probably were hemorrhaging money at that point and wasn't sure if they wanted to keep doing it. So, um, yeah, it took Paris a long time to become profitable. Yeah. We did not get Disney's America, but we have Disney's America Adventure in Epcot. We have Hall of Presidents. We have the Great Women's Hosted Lincoln. We have Main Street USA. You kid doesn't get a, doesn't get more America than Main Street USA. And of course, we did have the Muppets present great moments in history in Liberty Square in Magic Kingdom. That only lasted for about four years, and that was when the Muppets would be in the windows of the Liberty Square. Area and they reenacted either the, the signing of the Declaration of Independence or the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere, and um, that was a great show. Sadly, it is gone. Maybe it comes back. That would be nice. It would be. And you know, there's one other uh, salute to America, and, and that you did not mention. And I think when you mention America and Disney, it can be summed up in two words: Sam Eagle. Sam Eagle. Sam Eagle, our favorite American Muppet. The ending of, of um, Muppet Vision 3D, of course, being a salute to all nations, but mostly America. <laughs> and obviously you should watch Muppet Vision. But the ending, the dolls are very much like small world dolls. And if you listen, they actually sing It's a Small World After All during the finale. You have to hear it. You don't. I've heard it more when I'm sitting in the back versus sitting in the front so maybe they're not like maybe not every speaker area is playing it so you got to really listen for it but that's kind of funny and it or, confirms that the dolls are like small world type dolls or maybe those are just the voices in your head <laughs> no i'm serious i'm serious they play it it's very funny yeah and of course piggy is the satchel of liberty and the fireworks and um it's great it's great listen you know uh, disney likes to celebrate america walt was a big fan of america and uh, I mean, he did all his speeches in front of the flagpole. So he did he something. And, you know, we, we haven't even gotten into, you know, we're talking about the parks. We're talking about how the parks celebrate America. You're right. Walt was a very big supporter of America uh, on the world stage. He supported the war effort. Uh, you know, one of the things that kept the Disney company alive through World War II was the fact that the animation studios worked on films for the armed services. They worked on, you know, films for morale. 
Uh, a lot of uh, military logos were created by the animation teams. So even as a company, Walt Disney has has supported uh, this great nation of ours throughout the years. Uh, Tony, you can speak to this. Military discounts for uh, tickets, for hotels. Of course, Shades of Green, which we really didn't talk about, is a military-only a resort on property that is owned by the Department of Defense. That and is you, true. You're, you pay your rates based on your ranking and like if your ranking is lower you pay less than if your ranking is higher right because in theory if your ranking is higher you're getting paid more and that is correct and uh we just call it rank oh sorry sorry no that's all right um that's that's the one resort uh, as of now i have never been in and i don't know if i ever will be well you need Unless to find if, you need to find a veteran to stay with i do and and uh, do i i you know what's funny is i know one it it is right open. here it is open to uh, active and retired military service members. And in the months of January and July, it is open to anyone who is a veteran. So uh, there is a difference between being a veteran and being retired. I am just a veteran. I am not retired. So uh, my win- window to stay in there is very limited. However, I did get an opportunity to stay in there. You uh, did? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, Back well, tell in us 2000, about it. 2003, 2004. Was it Snow White themed? Uh, no, it was not. This was after uh, their last big overhaul, last oh, so big refurb. That. So it was owned by Disney. It was the, I believe it was called the Golf Inn before it that. It was their Golf Inn, yes. Yeah. So there's the two golf courses that are right there, and then eventually it somehow it, you know they they sold it to the the military. The Golf Inn had a, I believe it had a Snow White and Seven Dwarfs theme, and and I and I guess now what you're saying is at some point they got rid of that because it's not like that anymore. That's my understanding. They have a really nice like fountain. With rocks and everything on the inside. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a very nice property. The one thing, Adam, uh, that I must correct you on is that the Department of Defense actually leases the resort. It has a hundred year lease for use for the Department of Defense's mor- uh, morale, welfare, and recreation program. Hmm. Uh, so they um, they do just just lease it, but it is available only to military personnel or people that have a veteran status. Okay. All right. Well, Adam, I think this is a good point to wrap it up. And uh, I hope that everyone who is listening to this on the date is released, which is the 4th of July, is having a great holiday. Um, I hope that, uh, you know, you got your fill of fireworks, family and uh, and food. Um, Hamburgers, hot dogs and apple pie. That's right. That's what it's all about. Uh, Adam, you still have. You still have all 11 of your fingers, right? No, no fireworks incidents this year. I have all 11 fingers. Although, hey, you know what? Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow night? So That is true. You've got some leftover M80s, if I recall. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team plan your family's next vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Happy 4th.